Um, but this is something that <clears throat> I haven't been saying this to you guys just to be saying this. When, when I talk about not wanting to do church as normal and, and wanting to get outside of the, this little box that we have been confined to for generations, I'm, I'm, I've been saying this because this is something that's been working on me. Because we, we've, gone, we've gone too far and too long. And, and God needs something to break an atmosphere. And if we continue doing what we're doing, guys, we're, we're not going to do, do the will of God. Because we're, we're tied up in our own agendas. And, and this is one of my biggest complaints about what God has gifted me with is as far as a visionary is my eyesight. It's the, it's the wrong thing to give to a visionary, letting him see it. Because when, when God sets something in front of you and allows you to see it, you want it immediately. And a lot of the times we end up messing it up because we begin to push after. Um, we, we begin to, I'm, I don't want to use the word recognize, we're, we are, uh, we, be, we begin to see things and we go, that's got to be God. And we'll pull it in. Um, oh, that, that, that's, that's got to be God. And we'll, we'll grab a hold to it. And, and then we adopt things that we shouldn't adopt. And, and this is why it's very, it's vital for the church that we stay, number one, in prayer. And, and number two, in the face of God. I mean, we, we've got to stay there because that's your only protection. Are y'all hearing me? You don't. Listen to me. You're, you're not protected by anything else in this world. And uh, so I'm, I'm encouraging you guys to put this on your prayer list, that God causes you to become fluid. And this is what I mean by that, that you're willing to move with his spirit. If, if, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, if, if we put walls up, we're, we're done. And uh, God is always wanting to do something. It's not a new thing. God is wanting to do something new in us because we've not experienced it because there's nothing new under the sun. Everything, he, he already knows everything anyway. So it's nothing, he's not wanting to do a new thing. He's wanting to do a new thing in us. And so we have to, we have to find a way to open ourselves. But I've been saying I want to get outside the box and I, and I want to do th some things different. That's why you don't never know. We're probably the most unorthodox church in the Roanoke Valley and we will continue to be that. Just for the simple fact, I'm not going to put God on a timetable. Um, so we're going to open some things up. And, th and this is all part of this. Going out and doing ministry in the street. Guys, listen, let me tell you something. The last ministry we've done, even I, I got checked. Because I told Debbie, I said, Debbie, this just isn't going the way that I expected it to go. Well, little did I know that that outreach wasn't that outreach wasn't designed for them. That outreach was designed for you. And what I saw, you got wrecked. Listen, I'm I'm, I'm telling you, you want to be ministered to? Minister. But, um, so th this is all part of it. So August the 20th, we'll, let's go ahead and we'll set it up to, that we'll be in the park at 10 o'clock. We're, we're going to take a grill. We're going to do 
I don't know if we'll do hamburger. We'll probably do hamburgers, hot dogs. Just bring a side dish or something. We'll we'll make it a church day, but it's not intended for you. I'm not saying that you can't eat and you can't have and have refreshments or whatnot. It's it's not intended for you. It's intended for the community. But but while we're there, you know, we're going to partake. Um, but we're going to put it out so that kids and family and stuff. We're let's. Let's go a little bit further. Let's start going to grocery stores. Let's find out who's willing to um, donate boxes of chips, drinks, that type of thing. Listen, Kroger's and Walmart and Food Line, all of these people, they will do things like this if you ask them. I mean, we, we had a church of very few, and I don't know how many people we ended up having there over the weekend, but we fed a lot of people. And it really didn't cost us a whole lot. Matter of fact, we got a check in the mail for $5,000 from a man that never seen that church. And it's not because, listen, y'all don't understand that stuff. I'm just telling you, if, 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 you, if you will bend, my God, if you, if you will bend, God will do something. You've got, stop being so rigid. Stop being a rigid Christian. Okay, but listen to this. I, huh? I'm sorry. I'm starting to get a little excited because I'm, I'm seeing things that... Remember Wednesday? Wednesday night I read something from Carol Gehring. This is kind of stuff that's lining up that's being told to us from people that do not know us. Um, and then Debbie done that. And now, this woman, I, she's in something, dude. She's driving me crazy. This is what it's entitled. It's entitled, It's Time to Come Out of the Wilderness. You tired of being in the wilderness? It's time to come out of, listen, I mean, this is, it's time to come out of the wilderness. What's the wilderness? The place you've been stuck in, the place I've been stuck in. How many of you, I mean, and, and don't, don't get religious on me, and don't be all holy and sanctified right now. I want you to be sincere. I want you to be honest. How many of you have had God walk into your life supernaturally in the past six months? I mean supernaturally and done something. Few. You see where I'm going? God wants you out of the way. He, he wants you. You should be experiencing the supernatural every day on a daily basis. You see, y'all think I'm crazy. Y'all think I'm crazy. But I, I'm telling that's what God wants to do. God wants to shake your foundation every day you wake up. He wants to change you every day you wake up. It's time to come out of the wilderness in the lonely place. I have stripped you back. Tommy, listen to this. this I'll let y'all in. Me and Tommy talked a little bit out at my mom's yesterday. And uh, this is part of some of that conversation, Tommy. So listen. It's time to come out of the wilderness in the lonely place. I have stripped you back. I have removed anything and anyone that would hinder you from entering and embracing your next season. That, that was enough. For, when I read that part, that was enough for me. 
Anybody feel like you've had something removed or something taken away? I mean, this is good stuff. In the barren place. I have implanted something new inside of you. I'm, I'm reading this. This ain't my words. Right now, it's only a seed. What, how big of a seed? No. Well, how big of a seed? You told me the other day. A poppy seed. It's, right now, it's only a seed. Look, if you can't get excited, I'm telling you, y'all going to stop doing church. Turn on a light. Hit that light. Wake everybody up. Right now, it's only a seed, but it's going to grow and be birthed into something substantial and stunning. The enemy has sought <clears throat> the enemy has sought to use this time to discourage you. Anybody been discouraged? To make you feel like you've been forgotten about. That the Father has abandoned you. That you have lost your fire and will never get it back. That your best days are all behind you. Tommy, you you hearing this? Even that your life is hopeless and pointless. I mean, she should have been right probably in our conversation. You reached the place where you said, I have had enough. <laughs> Woo! Here's the good words. I'm done. I'm finished. But the Spirit of the Lord would say, This is a new beginning. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. Things are going to look very different from here forward. You will see with fresh eyes. You will hear with greater precision. Your passion will look different. Your gifts will be repurposed for a new era. You will discern the way forward for yourself and others. You will advance with clarity and courage. <sighs> I have been healing the wounds of betrayal 
and dishonor. I have been breaking off barrenness and rejection. I have clothed you with beauty and boldness. I just missed it. I have anointed you with fresh oil. I am positioning you to prosper, guys, in the midst of famine. Um, If you aren't... Oh, I've done something. Sorry. You've got to understand where we are. Look at where we are as a country. I have positioned you to prosper in the midst of a famine. I am depositing solutions and downloading strategies. I am aligning you with a new tribe of people who will journey with you in this next season. Arise, the glory of the Lord is upon you. Emerge, the giants are already defeated. Shout, a new sound will bring walls crashing down. Occupy, there is a territory marked out for you. Advance, leave limbo behind. It's time to come out of the wilderness. I promise you, y'all will think I'm nuts in the next six months. If you haven't already thought I was nuts. Why are you laughing, Pat? Miss Pat's laughing at me because she already thought I was nuts. Guys, I'm, I'm telling you, we are in such, we are in such a place, in such a position. If you will, if you will just, don't take, don't take and misrepresent my passion for anger. Will you promise me that for the next six months? Don't mistake it. I'm not mad at you. I have passion for you, and I have passion for Christ, and I hate the enemy. If I'm angry at anybody, I'm angry at the enemy. But I rejoice in the Lord, for he's given me victory already. I'm just trying to get you to get on the hate bus with me, so that we can hate the enemy together. Listen. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go political with you real quick. I told you things were changing. Y'all know I don't talk politics. I hate politics. But do you not know that the country hated Donald Trump more than they loved the country? Why do you think we're in the situation we're in? I don't care. You whatever you want. Look, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat, and I'm not a liberalist. Okay, I'm I'm a Jesus freak. I'm not, I'm not for a donkey, I'm not for an elephant, I'm for the lamb. And if you've got a problem with that, I'm sorry. Maybe you ought to check yourself against the word. 
But when we begin to hate someone more than we love something else, there's things that we will do. If you'll hate the enemy, you'll be surprised what you'll do for the kingdom. But I, we've got to get to a place that, that our focus and our concentration is for the kingdom. Me, me and Tommy were talking yesterday. I don't want to take up a whole lot of time because Debbie's got to teach. And she's got a bunch of notes. I just hope she goes by them. But um, not really. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. You distracted me. Yeah, I was. I talked to him for a while yesterday. I forgot where I was at. Well, we'll leave it alone. But we're going to get to a point to where we're going to go after Jesus. You're going to be offended by some of the things I say. Good. Because without offense, there is no change. You won't be comfortable anymore. When we get comfortable, we become complacent. You stop growing. So I'm coming. You ain't got time to miss. You don't have anything else going on in your life that's more important than to hear the words that's going to be coming from the pulpit for the next six months. Don't get crazy. Don't get crazy and say it's just one day. See, a lot of us, we won't entertain Wednesday because we have stuff to do. But can I tell you that there's nothing else more important than entertaining the Word of God? And Wednesdays, we get a little deep, and the Holy Spirit pretty much just consumes everything on Wednesdays. And uh, so we're going to get to a point to where we're going to dive a little deeper. And, uh, but anyway, so back to August the 20th, 10 o'clock. We're going to do school supplies. Start getting it now. We got two and a half months to start storing up, stocking up. We got plenty of room here. If you don't want to store it at your house because it's getting in your way, start bringing it. Matter of fact, start bringing it. We'll, we'll stu I'll stuff the whole foyer where you have to crawl around it to get to a sanctuary. We'll put it up here. Yeah, if y'all start bringing it, we'll put it all up here because we'll, that's what we're going to do. Start bringing it, we're going to start stacking it here, and we're going to start praying over it. And uh, guys, listen, if we don't jump in the gap for the children, You can't, you better stop leaving it up to parents a lot. Because where are we right now? See, the parents think it's the school's responsibility to educate their children. They think the church is responsible for educating them on Jesus. The parents don't want to take responsibility anymore. That's why I tell you, when we dedicate children... We don't just dedicate children. I place a demand on the parents. Because then it's in your lap. It's a little heavier when it's your responsibility.
And yeah, I'll be nosy and I'll get all up in your business if I see you raising your child wrong being a part of this church. You can hate me. It's, it's my job. It's my job to call you into correction. Not because my way's better or my way's right. It's the word. And if the word says, get in line. Children of God, you better listen. worst thing they could have ever done was give me technology. So what day are we doing this? At least somebody's listening. Yeah, we'll, we'll go over more details, but Washington Park. We've got a shelter. So we'll be underneath a little shelter and we'll be good. We're going to be cooking. So all you chefs, bring your stuff. If you don't know how to flip a hot dog, go stand beside David. He'll show you. (laughs) Hot dogs, hamburgers, buns. I mean, listen. Listen to me. God said that he will store up the riches of the wicked. We're going to go start collecting. I ain't saying that everybody else is wicked. I'm just, if they don't serve God, they're wicked. But we're going, we're going after good stuff for the kingdom. Y'all understand how God is taking care of y'all right now? Y'all, y'all ain't got a clue. <laughs> y'all don't have a clue. <laughs> we shouldn't still be here. Um, yeah. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to, I just want to give you something before we get into praise and worship. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, there's a sermon in that, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask, a very costly fragrant oil. See, we often talk about the costly, fragrant oil. But she poured it out of an alabaster box. This alabaster box come from Alabastron, Egypt. Which was a good little bit off of Bethany. And they say that the alabaster box is about a year's wage. It resembles like a marble, but it's a little softer. It's expensive. This is what, this is what the, the fathers would give their daughters on their wedding night so they could smell good for their husband. But this is what their fathers would give to their daughters. They, this was expensive stuff. It wasn't meant to be used lightly. It wasn't your typical perfume. A woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, there was indignant 
saying, why this waste? Does anybody ever ask you why you go to church? It's just a waste of time. It is if you're doing just church. Uh, for this fragrant oil might have sold as or sold for much and given to the poor. We were just talking about what's good. What's good doesn't always mean is right. Yeah, they could have sold it and give it to the poor, but what she done with it meant so much, so much more. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always. Oh, I could get there and just make everybody mad, but I'm going to leave it alone. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Give me just a second. Let me pull this back up. What is your worship worth? You see, for King David, his worship was worth his identity. Remember, King David danced naked before Israel. He wasn't butt naked. I'll just say that. He, he, was, he wasn't butt naked. He, he had his undergarment on, which basically in the sight of Israel, that was him being naked. He took his identity off. That's what his worship was worth to him. I would say that was a lot. The identity of kingship was everything in that time. For Abraham, his worship was worth, was worth his only son. Remember? Y'all stay here. Me and the lad go yonder to worship. Don't you know that worship demands sacrifice? What is your worship worth? Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to put you right in the midst and get you prepped for praise and worship this morning. Because I'm tired of church. The Israelites, what was it worth? To the Israelites. Their first fruits. Their firstborn. Not. Let me explain that so that you don't. I just told you that worship demands sacrifice. They worshiped God by sacrificing goats, bulls, lambs, doves. 
and it had to be the firstborn, and it had to be without spot or wrinkle, <laughs> no blemish. Couldn't have, couldn't have that cute little mushy face like some of these dogs have. It had to be pure, without blemish. Couldn't be sick. See, it's easy. It's easy to give up a sick animal. It's sick. But God, this is a thoroughbred. This, th- I could stud this one out and get millions. Do I really? What is your worship worth? What are you willing to sacrifice to pour your worship on him? Oh, I'm helping you this morning. See, it's when you stop looking. This is a post I put up yesterday on Facebook. Some of you probably already read it. It's when you stop looking at what it cost you <laughs> and begin looking at what it cost him that you begin worshiping him in spirit and in truth. See, when we, when we worry about the cost to us, we forget about the cost to him. Now our, oh, okay, Holy Spirit. Now our worship has become idolatry. Because our worship is about us and not him. You should have no other gods before me. It's him and him alone. Are y'all hearing me this morning? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to preach I promise. I'm just setting up praise and worship. What is your worship worth? What are you willing to sacrifice to show God your love for him? Can I tell you what his was? And while you were yet sinners... Christ died. He gave everything for you. And yet we pick and choose what we give for him. God is jealous and he's tired of his people sharing their love with someone else. See, you can trick me. You can, you can give me all of the glamorous words and the, the appearance of godliness. You, you can do, and you can trick me, but you will not trick him. See, you can come here and lift what I would consider holy hands when you're praising God, but yet God's looking down and saying you're filthy. You can trick me. You can't trick him. What is your worship worth? Are you willing to 
sacrifice your pride Are you willing to sacrifice your emotion? Your feeling? Have you ever walked into church and you just didn't want to do it today? Have you? Don't lie in church. Raise your hand. Have you ever walked in church and just not want to do it today? I'm here, but I just don't want to be here right now. God, I've got things, I've got issues in my life right now. I've got chapters going on, and I don't, I'm worried about what's next, and I'm, I'm, think, I'm thoughtful of what's happening. What is your worship worth? See, this is, this is why I, I, I try to contend with this all the time, on, on how people look down their nose at other people that are flamboyant in their worship. It's the only other word I can think of. See, you can't judge because she gets up and dances around. Which, by the way, you were topic conversation yesterday, too. I'm just being a servant. I'm just being a servant. I'm just being a servant. What is your worship worth? We were talking this morning. We better be careful on what we've been gifted with. If we do not take that gifting and apply it to kingdom, you're stealing. Not from me. What is your worship worth? Is your worship worth saying, God, nothing else matters? I I don't care what people think of me in my worship. Come on. David's wife spoke bad of him. What is your worship worth? God, if I do this today, Debbie is going to, she's going to talk about me behind Talk, baby. That's on you. Because you know what happened? She became barren, right? There was, no, there was no more children. A really large church. It's called the Rock Church. We're not Aaron. I can say it. Listen to this. Why? Because of what we were taught. Because of the legalism that had held us captive for all of our life. I'm telling you, you better break free from the religiosity and you better find a relationship in God and God alone. Pastor, how do I do that? You get closer to Jesus than you've ever been. You yearn for the Holy Spirit more than you've ever yearned for him before. How is it? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. 
how is it that we can, we can try to convince ourselves that the blood of Christ was enough on the cross for our salvation? How can we believe that and consider ourselves saved, but yet we do not believe put the kingdom first, seek the kingdom first, and then all these things shall be at. See, we don't, this is, the more and more I read verses like this in the Bible that I find Christians are hard to, to grasp or reluctant to go after, I start hearing that scripture when Jesus said, when I return, will I find any faith. The difference is, he's saying, will I find any faith? It's not the fact that you believe that there is God. Satan believes there is God. It is not. The faith is the fact that you believe and trust everything that he's ever said. Anything and everything that he will ever do, you trust him with everything you have. I wonder if that doesn't tie to that and Jesus goes, yeah, you can believe that I died on the cross. Satan believes I died on the cross. Do you believe that I'll do what I said I'll do? Your faith is kingdom currency. You want to get something from God? Have faith. You, you can't, listen, you can't even activate God without your faith. See, y'all don't want me to go where this morning. God is activated by your faith you want God to move on your behalf do you trust him do you believe him how much is your worship worth ask yourself that question this morning What is it worth to me, God? Am I willing to stand in front of a a group of people and profess the kingship and the lordship over my life as Christ? Well, am am I willing to do that? Am I willing, no matter the scrutiny? See, y'all don't know, man. The crowns and the paper. People love crowns and paper. They like to write notes. They love to talk about people. And yet you go and look at them and then you see their lifestyle. This is why, do not be influenced by what people say about you. I've learned they're going to talk about you whether you're doing right or whether you're doing wrong. But please, please, for the sake of your salvation, for the sake of kingdom, for the sake of his name, Do right. So I've got to ask you this morning, before we go into praise, what is your worship worth? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to move aside to enter in? Does he mean that much to you? Or does he mean just enough? Because he's not just enough. If y'all don't know, his name is El Shaddai. More than enough. He's not just enough. 
See, I've heard, I've heard people talk about, man, just one drop of Jesus' blood took care of our sins. No, it didn't. It took every ounce of blood in his body. Pastor, how do you know that? Because he bled out. See, if he didn't bleed out, he may, may not have died. One drop of, they could have pricked his finger, Megan, like diabetes. He could have pricked his finger and one drop and he'd have been good. Is that really a sacrifice? See, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That is our sacrifice of worship. We'll prick our finger. We'll, we'll be uncomfortable just to sit in church for an hour. But don't call us for a seven-day revival, 12-month revival, 36-month revival, five-year revival. Don't call us for that. Listen, the days of the high priest in the flesh are over. The Israelites were dependent upon the priest being right when he entered into the Holy of Holies to offer up the sacrifice. They relied on his purity, not their own. The day of the high priest in the flesh are over. You better rely on your purity. Come on, church. Come on, church. This is good. What's it worth? Y'all tired of hearing me say that? What's it worth? Every time, they go, okay, okay, Pastor, we get the point. No, you don't. You're still struggling with it. What's it worth? Well, Pastor, does that mean I got to give up my whole year wage? I'm not asking. <laughs> Look, if that's your question, maybe God's been talking to you. You bet. Look, you better be careful because God will sneak up on you. Sometimes he'll sneak up on you in the driveway. Only and just give you a nudge. Yes, he will. And then you think it's all over. <laughs> and then a month later, here it come again. Then you got to sit there and look. Really? How many of you have thought about your worship? Honestly. When, when, when you took time out this week to pray, how many of you really considered the cost of your worship? Or was your prayer, God, I need. God, I want. God, will you help? Well, I wonder if we're going to have a, I wonder if we're going to have a, a meter in heaven. And he's going to put us in front of a worship meter. See, there's codes when you're building stuff. And, and there, there's codes. I mean, specifically because I'm dealing with a fireplace right now. But specifically, five pounds of pressure has to be on that pipe. And it has to remain five pounds of pressure for an inspector to come and take a look at it. If it is dropped below five pounds of pressure, then they're going to fail your inspection. What if your worship meter has to show five pounds in heaven will your stay at five or will he start talking about the other six days of the of the week and it drops gradually oh yeah i didn't worship that day i just asked god help and actually i prayed for a guy god you better fix him we forgot about the worship 
because we're not willing to sacrifice us for him. How many of you have sacrificed you? Your pride, your name, your feeling, your emotion, your jobs, your finances, your relationships. Are you willing to sacrifice any of those for his worship? Mind-provoking, isn't it? It's amazing what God can do in a restroom. <laughs> Told y'all. I'm, I will offend you or make you mad, but I'm coming out the box. Charlie, if we can't think on him, what can we think on? I mean, I don't know about you. But I can't rely on you. I can't rely on her. I have to rely on him. He's the sustainer of life. He's the giver of life. And he's also the taker. <laughs>